Alright, hi guys. Um, it has been a while since the last episode. Um, and this isn't even really going to be a full episode. This is just me. JBW isn't here. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a rundown on what exactly is in the bipartisan infrastructure package that Joe Biden just signed into law. Um, it actually contains some funding for some pretty good things. Um, and I've seen that a lot of the coverage of it is really just telling you like the price tag and not necessarily what is going into the bill. So I'm hoping that this breakdown will give people a more concrete understanding of, of what's going on, what's going into it, what's what's not in it. So yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, this, by the way, is coming straight from the White House fact sheet. Um, I tried to get as objective as possible. You know, I didn't want to have the CNN or the Fox spin, anything like that. Um, so what we've got here is uh, it opens up with a $66 billion investment into public transit. So this is going to go towards repairing, upgrading, and modernizing, or modernizing the existing transit infrastructure. Um, it's also, in addition, going to expand bus and rail networks across the country, and it's got funding to replace a lot, thousands of transit vehicles with uh, zero-emission ones, so that's pretty good for the climate. Um, it's also got uh, electric vehicle infrastructure funding, so $7.5 billion of this is going to be going to build out the first national network of EV chargers. Um, so, you know, this is pretty cool because if anybody is driving a, a Tesla or anything like that, you know, you can really only go about 250, 300 miles, if even, and you got to hope that there's going to be a charging station where you're going. Um, so it says that they're going to be targeting highways, so to facilitate long distance travel, and then as well as putting them within certain communities. So they're kind of like, you know, think like your local gas stations, you know, there's somewhere you can stop and, and recharge. Um, in, in most cities. And it says that they're going to be focusing the funding towards rural and hard-to-reach communities, which makes sense because the profit incentive isn't going to be uh, very high for, for private uh, you know, electric vehicle makers themselves to want to produce uh, and set up a grid there. So the funding is going to go towards the places that would be least likely to get it on their own. Um, in addition, it also is going to be providing funding for clean school buses, which is pretty cool. It doesn't list an actual um, dollar amount for how much is going specifically towards that, but um, this is going to be especially helpful because a lot of our school buses are running on diesel, and diesel fumes are linked to things like higher asthma and just a lot of other nasty diseases. So this is... Um, going to provide zero or low emission school buses for nearly all schools, um, as well as I believe all of the buses, as well as the things provided by the public transit infrastructure, I believe they're going to be targeting American manufacturing. So this should drive up demand for domestic manufacturing. That's, you know, good jobs for people, good paying jobs. And it brings back a lot of the, the, just capacity to produce back to within our borders as opposed to outsourced, which um, is part of the reason why there's so much inflation right now. 
um, is because so much of our our manufacturing has been outsourced. And so now that demand is much higher than it was during the last year during COVID, um, there's just the supply lines aren't strong enough to be shipping in everything from foreign countries. Um, this is also going to provide uh, $25 billion to revamp existing um, ports and airports. So, you know, while we're on the note of supply lines, this is going to provide some much needed repair and maintenance, um, as well as reduce congestion and emissions near ports and airports. Um, if any of you guys have uh, tried to buy anything recently, been to a grocery store, you'll see that there are going to be large gaps on the shelves. Um, not always, not everywhere, but the, the country's supply chain has been struggling to keep up with demand. Um, so this is going to also support electrification and other low-carbon uh, technology for our ports and airports, which is cool because, you know, uh, ships and planes burn a lot of fuel. They release a lot of emissions. Um there's also going to be funding for climate resilience. So uh, if any of you guys have been following a lot of the major weather patterns, um, you see that we we every year it seems that uh, the storms are more common. They hit harder. Uh, we get a, a once in a, a, a hundred year storm every year, it seems. Um, so this is going to be $50 billion to retrofit existing infrastructure um, against droughts, heat, and floods. So that's going to be things like... Um, like roads, dams, levees, stuff like that. And then it also is going to be funding the weatherization of American homes. Um, I don't know if that's going to be through a tax credit, but um, they will be, the, the government's going to be helping people, um, you know, make their homes safer as the climate changes. Um, and this one, this next one is pretty crazy, but there are 400,000 400, schools and childcare centers in this country that lack access to clean, safe drinking water. So this bill provides $55 billion in funding to help eliminate lead service lines and clean up uh, PFAS. Those are dangerous chemicals that are uh, left over from uh, manufacturing, things like that, working with, with oils. Um, so, so like making plastics and stuff like that. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna eliminate lead lines in the country, and it's also is including the tribal nations, which is pretty cool because, you know, we all need clean drinking water, right? Um, and then it also is gonna be bringing twenty one billion dollars to clean up abandoned waste sites, reclaim mines, and uh, cap oil and gas wells, which is pretty self explanatory. I just think it's crazy that we have waste sites and uncapped oil and gas wells in 2021, but at least we're finally getting around to it. And then finally, this bill is going to include $65 billion to revamp the American electric grid, which I'm pretty excited about. There have been rolling blackouts in a, a lot of parts of the country, or if anybody's remember, uh, anybody remembers what went on in Texas last winter, so this is going to build thousands of miles of new transmission lines, and it creates a new government uh, agency called the Grid Deployment Authority. So um, never again, Texas. <laughs> uh, it also invests in research and development to develop new grid technology. And this one, I'm actually really excited for this last one, but it includes funding for demonstration projects for advanced nuclear reactors, carbon capture, and clean hydrogen. Um, I'm less excited about the clean hydrogen and uh, carbon capture so much as I am excited about the nuclear reactor funding because um, nuclear is going to be 
I think, a big player in the future as we move towards zero emissions. Um, And this is supposed to be one half of Joe Biden's agenda, the other half being his Build Back Better plan, which is the reconciliation bill that Democrats are still squabbling about. Um, So this is supposed to be more focused on the quote-unquote hard infrastructure, roads, bridges, just like how we get stuff. And then uh, the other half of his agenda is supposed to be the more social infrastructure. So um, this is really just focusing on the hard stuff, the nitty-gritty of it. Um, and I, I'm pretty excited for it. It's the biggest investment in infrastructure um, ever. And it's been over 50 years since the last time the government did something like this. So it, it's long overdue. Um, anyway, I know this isn't very long. I just wanted to give you guys a a little update on what's in this thing. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you next time.